Hey everybody, and you're watching Right Reason at the intersection of ethics and pop culture. Watch me mumble through episode number eight. Fun fact about number eight, Pythagoras, the ancient philosopher, and the guy who invented mathematics believed that number eight was the perfect number, and the symbol for infinity is number eight on the side. It's cool. <laughs> Let's get into the show. A user on Quora asks, on the whole, do you think social media brings people closer together or draws them further apart? Is it beneficial or detrimental to society? Oh man, social media. Um, hey, user on Quora. <laughs> Thanks for the question. Um, yeah, social media is a very, very tricky thing because on the one hand, it very much brings people together. Like if, if you uh, ever wanted to speak to somebody in Australia, you can do that and your parents never could do that. So it's an enormously cool thing. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the powerful thing about it. You can, you can form communities. You can do a lot of things that is just physically not possible. So it's an enabler for sure. The downside to it is it's virtual. And we as human beings, we are meant to do things physically, personally, face-to-face. -face. That's the most enjoyable way for us to, to, to uh, communicate, to um, form societies, to form communities. Um, and what I found is that people thought that uh, technology is going to change that. It's going to make those human wants and needs obsolete, and you, you, you just do everything in, in the virtual world. And now the next level of that is, is VR. We'll just uh, live in this virtual world, and we'll never need to see things. I don't think that's ever going to happen. And in fact, the youngest generation, people that are 10, 15, um, they're the most anti-technology of any generation that I've seen. They're more anti-technology than their, than their uh, grandparents. Um, just as a, as a, it's purely anecdotal, but like uh, we had, a, we had a, an employee who worked here and uh, she was like, you know, 18, 19, 20. And then she, she, uh, she got married after college right away. She moved down to Houston and she starts, she wants to start her own chicken farm, right? Um, because it's just so noisy out there and it's so impersonal, so virtual, so un untangible, intangible that it's not satisfying. So there's the, the there's that pushback from from the youngest uh, portion of our society that wants to say no. Let's bring back the the tangible. So I think ultimately you want to um, start connecting virtually, but then always have those people meet up in person. Have like have have you know conferences, get together, have dinner, have lunch together, um, and make it all real. And when you do both things, that's when it's truly magical. A user on Quora asks, why do people waste their time studying philosophy? Can't science and math just give us the answers to all of life's questions? This is my favorite question of all time, so I'm going to enjoy this one a lot. Um, let me get it ready. I love this question, and the reason I love it is because I spent, I, I spent like most of my you know, young adulthood learning this exact answer. Science isn't enough for the reason that science doesn't answer the highest questions in life. Uh, what I mean by that is, okay, science can, can answer what the molecules are and what the, the physical forces are and all the waves in the universe, blah, blah, blah. But it can't answer why there is a universe. 
um, science can answer what our brain looks like, what our thinking looks like, but it can't answer whether we have free will. In fact, scientists now get so pompous and full of their own, 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 you know, hot air that they that they try to overstep that boundary between the two fields and professions, and they want to act like they're philosophers, and they want to say, "Oh, we know for sure there's no free will," and they don't realize that they're using free will to say there's no free will, and therefore it's self-contradictory in, inherently. Um, so, so you need a science, a field of study, not just physical science. You need a field of study that, that answers the largest, the highest possible questions in life, the origin of things, the purpose of things, um, you know, human consciousness, human, human will, or ethics, right? If there's no, if there's no free will, if the scientist who wants to say there's no free will, uh, fine, let him say that. But doesn't that mean that all of our ethical issues are completely irrelevant because I can't say to somebody, please be more honest because they're like, well, my, my chemicals made me do that. So you, you can no longer have any sort of ethical discussion if there's no free will. And they don't realize that. They just try to be, uh, they try to overstep that boundary and that's never ever possible. In fact, science itself isn't possible without philosophy, which is why philosophy is, it's always been called the queen of the sciences. Sciences as in human, human study, areas right because science is the beginning and the source of every answer which then it makes physical science chemistry possible without philosophy you cannot do chemistry you cannot do physics um and i can go more into that like you know before uh before before philosophy you couldn't do physics like isaac newton would not have been possible in the cave in the caveman era uh, he needed to have a certain set of answers on on philosophy before he could say, okay, given those truths, I can now go and study forces of nature, F equals MA, et cetera, et cetera. So he was very much dependent on philosophy. So he was the second rung lower. He could not have been the first rung. He was very much a student of philosophy. And um, we've forgotten that. And we've lost that distinction. We've lost the subordination of the sciences. What's more important, what's less. Um, because philosophy, you can't see with your eyes easily. And, and we've, we've shifted into a culture in which everything has to, be like, has to be felt before we think it's real. And that's why free will gets to be dissed a lot. Because like, show me free will. Or show me human consciousness. Or show me you know, the origin of the universe. Well, it's... You can't show the origin of the universe, um, and, and you can't show free will. You can only prove it. Um, and because people are so clingy to what they have to see, things that can't be easily shown, they diss very quickly. Um, and and people throw a lot of shade on philosophy for that reason, because they think it's it's not as visible, it's not as provable, it's not as reliable, even though everything in our world hangs on the right understanding of, you know, of reality, objective, truth, uh, epistemology, knowledge, you know, knowledge, certainty, ethics, morality, duty, responsibility, virtue, reason. All these things are a huge web that has to stay together for the world to make sense. And that's part of why we call the, uh, the show Right Reason, because reason is a key, key cornerstone of how to understand the world rightly. And without reason, which is a philosophical discipline, you cannot do science, which depends on logic, inference, 
without those things, you cannot be a scientist. So you need philosophy of all things you need. That's the one thing you need the most. A user on Quora asks, according to psychology, when you can't get a person out of your head, it means that the other person is also thinking about you. Is that true? No. <laughs> That's according to according to uh, astrology, maybe. <laughs> no, that's, that has no basis in reality. I'm sorry. Uh, um, no. Um, um, that's just love. When you're thinking about somebody, that's just love. Um, hopefully, they're thinking about you as well. And hopefully, it's, it, it's thrown back at you. But unfortunately, there's no way that you can ever, you can ever say with certainty that just because you're thinking about somebody that they're thinking back about you. Uh, but you can ask them. You can be like, hey, I've been thinking about you. You've been thinking about me? Let's go have lunch. So that's what I would say. Find out rather than assuming that they might not think about you. But you should ask them. All right. Well, this has been a quick episode. We've only been at it for 10, 15 minutes. But we've knocked it out. Another episode. Thank you for watching. We're getting a good hang of this. I'm getting a better hang of this. Um, hopefully mumbling less. And then... If this is episode eight by episode 88, I'll be hopefully mumbling even less. And you're on this journey with me and I'm on this journey with you. Thank you for watching. Tune in next time. On this episode, we talk about philosophy, social media, and love. That's it. That's a wrap. <laughs>